Okay. Ready? Hello and welcome to the first Back of the Nav episode in 2024. Firstly, a big Happy New Year to our listener. And secondly, Happy New Year to my co-manager, Julian Ma. Oh, that's so kind. Happy New Year, mate. Happy New Year. Now, Jules, before we kick off this review of performance that we're going to do over the festive break, um, any word from our sponsor this week? No, none at all. It's been quite disturbing. Uh, really, really quiet. He's, uh, he's clearly still away, the uh, chairman of Committee Asset Management. Um, no contact whatsoever, and I'm just really hoping this is an omen for the rest of the year. And when I said is, I meant isn't. <laughs> Worrying times. Um, so then, look, lots to catch up on and look back over. Since the last episode we recorded before the break, three game weeks have uh, come and gone. And during that time, yes, we finally took our wild card. Uh, more on that later. But let's look back on some key highlights. Yeah, match of the day style. In terms of performance, game week 18 was the fund's best showing with a weekly global rank of 179,000 after we gained 65 points. Uh, game week 19's haul, we, we, we got 47. Less exciting, but it did still beat the global average of just 38 points. And then we uh, undertook our wild card in week 20, the last possible week, which was actually less rewarding with the end 55 point return for that week underperforming the benchmark average of about 59. Um, now the end result of this is that uh, the portfolio is now sitting on a total return of 1066 points. Of course it does. Um, with a global ranking of 2.6 million, which just, my maths tells me, just scrapes us into first quartile territory. Now, in terms of portfolio changes, in addition to the wild card we, we undertook in game week 20, three changes were made in game weeks 18 and 19, with one hit taken when we took two in game week 18. Now, Jules, obviously, there's a lot to unpack. You know, we've, we, we've done a lot over that period while everyone was eating their mince pies. But any thoughts on how we did over the, uh, the bumper festive period and how did we fare versus the benchmark? Uh, well, I think it's disturbing that I spoke more to you over the festive period than I did to most of my family, so we can read into that what we want. Um, we, I, thought it, I thought we did well. We, we bounced back from... Uh, actually, 17 wasn't bad, but 18 was a great... Was a great um, and there's nothing more exciting, is there, by the way, than doing spreadsheets. The one thing more exciting than doing a spreadsheet on a podcast is doing three sets of spreadsheets <laughs> on a podcast. So that, that's all good. But uh, let's try and uh, condense as much as possible. It was good. Uh, we uh, obviously benefited in... Game, I say obviously, game week 18, we had Solanke. He went rather well for us. We captained Son. I think the, the bottom line is that the, the first two weeks of these three, we... Uh, didn't have Salah because he is well beyond our, uh, our remit because he was over 50% and um, did rather well. And then, of course, he absolutely um, went through the roof in the last 20 minutes of uh, against Newcastle. And so we didn't do so well in game week 20. Uh, I'm just going to try and pick out some highlights of game week 18. So, so long ago, just around Christmas. Uh, Gabriel got 10, which was um, more than he's managed most of the other time for Arsenal. Uh, Trent got five and Poro two in our defence, along with Pickford two. In our midfield, not bad. Son doubled up to 14. Richarlison did well for us. Uh, and then Solanke on 17. So that was really good. It was 65 points yeah. um, versus my benchmark team. I'll get back to that in a second. Oh, just 37. So outperforming 20 by 28 points. Game week 19, who did we? We just brought Petrovic in. That didn't really work. But um, Trent scored well with us for eight. Porro scored five. Solanke, we captain this time, one week later, has since to be our way. 
Can't work out why that would be rear-view captaining, 12 points. But 47 was still ahead of our benchmark, beating that by uh, 9. Um, and then the final one, well, we'll get on to that in a second. Uh, let's look, I'm just going to move to the benchmark, see what fun and gains we had there. Um, the benchmark was 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 dreadful, really. I mean, Ariola's been there across the board. He's been doing amazingly well um, for the benchmark. He's for the 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 uh, the, the passive managers. Uh, eight in game week eighteen, ten in game week uh, ten, uh, 20, nineteen, and uh, eleven in game week uh, twenty. So and that's been it's an amazing amount of uh, clean sheets. Um, then the rest of the defence has just been dreadful. Um, looking at that. Of all the top five owned uh, defenders in each of those game weeks, the highest has been one meagre assist from Porro. There were that no one more than two. So I think that has been a real, let's taking that as one go, that's been a real uh, feature, I think, of defenders recently is, is you, you take your clean sheets and are grateful for them where they happen, but actually people have been looking just for the hope of getting an assist more than anything else. Um, nothing, nothing good from Trippier, Salibo, Cash. Um, we have Bulldog in there occasionally. Um, and in terms of people coming in there, the bench, that benchmark's been pretty unchanged for those three. It will change. There, there, there've been a few beating to come in. Trent should be in our team. We just can't afford to get him into the benchmark team. Uh, what else? Haaland being injured those three weeks and meant us that Saka's been, um, been the captain, which hasn't really worked out for the benchmarkers until last week when he doubled up to 14. Uh, Salah, who doesn't get captained, I'm glad to say for our sake, um, has, has just chipped in, especially that 16 points most recently. Um, and if I'm bitter, it's because I didn't captain him personally. Um, who else? There's some new, new names in the team. Palmer dipped in, then dipped out again um, because uh, Bowen has come back. He's now in the benchmark. I think he'll, uh, it'll be, um, well, we'll get into that in a second, looking forward. And Haaland is still in the benchmark, even though he's not, um, he's, he's scaled back from 80% to 62 to 60 to 56 to around 53 now. Watkins is still there. He is 54% owned, along with Saka, above 50%. And Archer. Um, again, not much to brag about there, apart from a, a couple of assists from Watkins most recently. So looking ahead, I, I suspect some people will be doing panic wild cards in the first opportunity, game week 21. But looking ahead, let's maybe that's what we use for the moment. It stands out. Ariola's still there. Why not? He's done brilliant in the last few weeks. Turner is a cheapie. Trippier keeps coming down, but it's still around 40%. Saliba, 36%. Porro, 28%. Cash is still hanging in there because, as I say, we can't afford uh, Trent. Uh, and then the midfield, there is a bit of a change. At the moment, Saka is, well, he's the, he's the most owned player in Fantasy League. Uh, Salah will be dropping out, I think, fairly shortly, but was around 48 when I did the figures yesterday. Bowen's pushing up to 30%. Everyone thinks he's going to do brilliantly against Sheffield United because he's the away, uh, away playing merchant, um, on the road merchant. Uh, Palmer's come in. Everyone's piling in now after that amazing haul. Um, last the last week of was it 18 points mm. um, and then up front still Haaland hanging on in there um, Watkins um, are they both over 50% and regardless another Haaland's bouncing back because as we were uh, just this morning it looked like there might be some uh, might be some chance he's back training isn't he I think as of Wednesday the 3rd he was back in training um, we, we did Pull our wild, wild card. We held on until the last yep. possible week, mainly because we couldn't think of an investment analogy as to why we would do it, and then basically decided, well, why worry? We'll just have to do it. So we changed and um, got rewarded with much less than everyone else. Um, although I think it set us up quite nicely for the future. Do we talk around that? No, I, th I think we do. I mean, because obviously with all the crazy deadlines of the past few weeks, you know, 
as you sort of mentioned, phone calls to you on godly hours over the sort of Christmas break. You know, this week does see a break because we've got the FA Cup. Um, so we don't have to go too much into plans for this week, looking at Game Week 21 too much. And it's interesting if we just sort of unpack what's happened over the sort of last three weeks in some ways is that, you know, obviously we set this whole thing up on the proviso of not being able to own Haaland. And it, it's interesting that, you know, the active managers out there, as, as you would say, who are adjusting their team on a weekly basis have now largely sort of been, have, have sold Haaland and have come around to our way of thinking and have got much more value in their team. What's really interesting is that, you know, I, I think, you know, in a phone call we'd had, we'd almost thought that we could at one stage own Haaland because of there'd been so much selling. But I think it shows you how I thought much... that's because you'd been at the Baileys, to be I, honest. I never thought that. I never thought it was going to come down enough. Yeah, that, 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 that coffee liqueur did, yeah. it, did adjust my thinking. But um, it, I think it just shows you how much difference there is in this game in terms of the active players versus those who sort of set it up at the start of the season and, don't, and, and then forget. Because the fact he's 53% still owned just shows you just how huge of a player who he is. So he's still definitely out of our thinking. Um, so, yeah, that, that excitement certainly died. But, you know, we, we, we do have funds to spread and we have played our wild card. Um, I won't go through the sort of whole team, but what it means is, is that going into game week 21, we sort of tailored it so that the only real player that we've now got to ship out is Son. Or, yeah, we... You know, our listener will recall, you know, that we sold Mo um, going into the Christmas break because of it sort of breaching our rules. Um, so we, we don't actually, you know, while the wild card, I, I think if you look at Game Week 20's performance overall, it was very, very highly scoring because, you know, of a lot of the highly owned players doing very, very well. I think I netted 97. I know you finally, personally played your wild card. But it was a very high scoring week. But a lot of those high scoring assets, there'll be a lot of players looking at having to ship those assets out. In my team, I've got a massive headache. I've got three players to move on. So I'm likely to have to take a hit. But we don't face the same situation back now. We could essentially keep Son if we wanted, mm. on the bench. Yes. Um, and we've also got this strange situation whereby, I know it's going to adjust it, but we, we, we only actually have two game weeks now left to go in January. We've got this game week and then one in game week 30. So it's, you know, we, we do have an amount of time off. So if, if we look at it and if we look at the way the team's sort of set up at the moment, you know, it, we could actually get away with not taking a hit this week. Um, because of the way we've structured it. But if you look at the fixtures and you look at the way we're set up, what, what are your feelings, you know, sort of looking forward? We're at that sort of time of year at the moment where people love doing outlooks at the moment. So I think we're pretty well set up in January at the moment. Well, I, I, yes, but I think in common with so many outlooks, everyone who does them in, this, in, in the uh, in Her or His Majesty's Financial Services Industry is always feeling quite good about life in January uh, doing the outlook either... If not least because they uh, are ignoring their outlook from the previous year and having to admit to all the mistakes that were made and no one, no one taking the, maybe we'll see what we do this time next year. Uh, but we, we played the wild card because well, we had to and, you know, might as well. Uh, and I think 
the people to I think everyone the ones who were hanging on were thinking well let's uh, hang like I did we're thinking we're hanging on because we, we can see where we do how we play with uh, the, the the Afcon and the Asia Conference Cups coming up and deal with the Salah and um, Son or possibly He Chan or Kudus or various other people leaving and then as it turned out the teams. People were the template was quite a, looked like it would trickle over. So we hung on to Poro, we hang on to Gabriel, we hang on to Trent in defence, um, we hang on to Son just because it seemed like a, you know, we didn't want to panic when he was going to see what he gave us as a farewell a farewell present, which was nine points. And we held on Solanke because if we can't have Holland, he's in amongst it. I, I, I think most of the the team. I mean, let's let's say I know I sent you a note when I wasn't on the phone to you, um, and I think our, our respective partners are going to be worried about. This, but I was when you just look at who, who who we could have been looking at. Sort of goalkeepers were Ariola and Dubravka because they they rotate quite well going forward. Um, and I added in Martinez, who we went for, and then um, defence was Trent. There was Porro. There was Pau. You know, I like uh, Pau Torres. I yep. do like a Villa, but the Marino, uh, Gusto for Chelsea, Gabriel for Arsenal, Zinchenko for Arsenal. I think that was dodging a bullet. And Stupinan is back with an absolute bang um, yep. goal in his first 45 minutes, clean, she uh, clean sheet in his uh, second game. Midfielders, we look, uh, I know we couldn't pick Saka, but um, I was just showing you who I was with. Odegaard, Richarlison, Kulu, uh, Sefsky, Foden, Grealish, Gross. McGinn, I've always quite liked. As you know, he seems to be in and amongst it, although clearly that was wrong for picking him when we could have done Luis instead. And then Palmer, Bowen and uh, Jota, uh, Jota, I think, was looking tremendous for Liverpool. And obviously the, the, your, your favourite call for a few weeks' time, uh, Kevin De Bruyne. And then yep. forwards, there weren't many to pick up. And I, I, I threw in Haaland, as I say, as one to, to keep an eye on for us personally. Alvarez, Watkins, Solanke and Kunku, I think, is worth a look. Hoyland and, of course... Um, the ghostly present that has become all too real now of, of, of Ivan Tony. So really, the, you know, the, the, you're still looking at only 25, 30 players. So for what it's worth, who did we get? We, we did pick Martinez, pick yep. um, Neto, because there will be a double game week not too far down the line. And also he's a tremendous goalkeeper. We picked Esti Panan, benched him for his six points, but there you go. <laughs> Kept Poro, Gabriel and uh, uh, Trent, which was just three points between the three of them. Uh, but went for Doughty, which I know you're the big, uh, big sort of Luton supporter, but it seemed, you know, as, as I saw him seen, uh, described the other day, the, uh, uh, the pound stretcher, Trent Alexander-Arnold, <laughs> uh, but got us nine points. Uh, Diaz, I, I suspect we, we we stuck with him. Maybe we should have gone for Jota. Uh, I do think that he's that everything's going to go through him to get Jota going forward for Liverpool while while Mo is away. Son, Foden, Bowen, Odegaard. Oh, just something weird happening at Arsenal, but it, Odegaard maybe coming good again. And then Slanky Alvarez. And our final punt was Hoyland, who rewarded yep. us for our, our our support by by being ill. But again, I think there's some. He looks so excited to score that first Premier goal. Who knows? But you know, maybe we'll swap him out for Tony. But I, I think it's it's quite a, it's quite well set up. I know we always think that. If you can't be optimistic just after playing your wild card, when can you? Well, I you know I you know let's bring let's bring the investment terms in this. I do believe that we set up our wild card to be long term um, and, and an all weather fund and all weather. It yeah. is quite it, it it is quite diverse. I do think we were sort of looking forward and not targeting. You know, alpha out of it straight away, and you know when you when you look at it in, in in terms of being set up, it does look set up quite nicely. You know, we did pick Hoyland, we benched him straight away, which I think sort of says everything. But against Spurs' defence, Spurs have got a terrible record at Old Trafford. Um, I, I, 
one ridiculous result during COVID aside, it's a place that we don't travel well to. And, you know, I think I think over the calendar year or sort of we, we've conceded as, as many goals as Nottingham Forest. Um, so there's plenty of opportunities for them in there, for him in there sort of going forward. I think we needed to get on the Estepinan train early uh, before his value starts rising up ridiculously. We have got him because he was a player that we couldn't get at the start. He was a player that was in the benchmark team to begin with. So we now have him locked down, um, which I think is good. I think we're in an interesting situation as well because so many players in this game who might be on our waiver length and thinking at the moment who don't have Haaland in their team are myself included in my personal team, are looking at ways of getting him back in, um, may, maybe making sure that there's enough assets in their portfolios to make sure that they can get him back in. Liquid assets. Liquid assets, yeah. liquid assets, trading. But it's it's interesting because you actually look at City's fixtures and, you know, you know in they've got Newcastle away, which you know, you're never quite sure which Newcastle team are going to turn up at the moment. Um, but you wouldn't say that's a banker. Um, I do think, personally, that City could now go, go on one of their New Year runs where they look, you know, absolutely invincible. Um, so who have they got? They've And then Burnley at home, yeah. So, you know, may, maybe it will be game week, it will be that game week 22. We see a huge swing back in for Haaland. You would I think, think so, yeah. I, I, I do think this week's going to be a case of shipping out Mo, shipping out is sort of Son uh, and freeing up assets within within everyone's teams because obviously that allows a move back for Haaland at some stage. Not a problem that we have to worry about. No, but we did have a big... I mean, again, you know how in terms of asset allocation and we like to, to push that line, but going forward, there's definitely half a dozen teams that over the next six to ten fixtures look amazing... Are broadly amazing, but but City are right up there. Um, we've also got uh, Brighton are looking really good. Villa have got really good fixtures. Uh, West Ham have got a couple, but not many. But actually, it's, it's Liverpool and Spurs who perhaps are dropping out. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I think we were trying to cover ourselves for that. Oh, sorry. And yes, and ridiculously United. Um, so there we are. You know, we have the Hoyland plan. I'm not sure even even we are, as 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 we like to you know, use bot nav as an adjective. I don't think we're even we are bot nav enough to put, to bring in a, a United uh, defence, especially with Inanna um, away at Afcon, I believe. But um, I think it, we was looking to those big those big runs of fixtures of Villa, uh, of of uh, of United, of of Brighton, of City, of Arsenal, yep. and we've got most of it covered there. Um, maybe with a bit of loot and fun of games thrown in. Now, I mean, obviously, you sort of mentioned his name there as well. Now, one of the fun ones, which does feel like a bit of a back of the nav move, is is Tony. Now that he is officially back in contention, you know, it'd be a bit of a conundrum as to who we ship out for him. But I do believe there'll be a lot of interest. But it does bring in maybe one final consideration that comes in in January is that we are now transfer windows open, so there will be there will be changes made. Um, we, we, you know, there's a lot of teams who are looking for a lot of players at the moment. Um, there's players coming back from fitness as well. You know, Spurs have got some players coming back at long last. But the the, the transfer window might sort of affect uh, affect things in terms of um, players that we sort of bring in and bring out. Um, it's interesting. You know, I, we often sort of just from a performance perspective, we like to look at the global average. We like to look at where we are and things like that. But I did think. Uh, Unfortunately, Moe's captaincy did drag us down there, but just 
about three games before the end of the deadline, the December deadline, we had pushed ourselves up to that heady heights of third in the league lanterns, um, which is obviously the sort of the, the, the team that we, we the monthly the, 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 that we entered her into the monthly standards the, the of monthly December. yeah, and it's it's now pushed we've now been pushed down to fifteenth, which isn't shocking, but we've got a December return of three hundred and ninety four points, which is you know not bad, and it just shows you that what can be achieved without Harland. I think oh, I just noticed, Jules, that I, I, I didn't realise that this would happen, but just looking at the legal answers, I've managed to top the league over that month. In December, what a coincidence. Yeah. I can't believe you. There's that... That can't be possibly why you were looking at it and happened. Well, I, 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 through gritted teeth, I think that's just tremendous. I am so, so pleased, especially as, you know, at the beginning of December, I think I was about 70 points ahead of you. And now, what am I, seventh? It, well, I, I didn't want to mention Not anything that, yeah, like that. Exactly. You know, that wasn't the point of being Basically, up, for but... your cut, it's all down to He Chan and your cut price bargain basement shopping, he says bitterly and twistedly. Uh, but yes, no, well done for that. I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled for you. Uh, but yeah, I, th I, think it, I think it does show that, that you can live in a Harlandous world. I also think that if you don't set yourself an insane charging structure where you are throwing away minus fours uh, with a careless abandon, uh, you can definitely see that we have, we have moved from uh, fourth quartile to first quartile yep. just by taking care of our charging structure. I've got no idea if that's uh, if that is a. Is a do you think there's any lessons to be learned there from an investment point of view? Yeah, I, I, I think maybe think about the structure before you launch something. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe give it. M m maybe maybe would have spent a little bit more time looking at our charging structure rather than going completely gun high on active. But you know, I think lessons have been learned, and I do. You know, it, it, I think interestingly, you know, just. Not looking ahead, just in terms of 2021-22. I think you know. 2022. Game weeks. Okay. Just uh, thought we'd lost a couple of years. Yeah. No. Yeah, that was a lot of coffee liqueur you it, were drinking. It feels like that sometimes. But I do believe that you know, with players looking at Mo Son and things like that, you know, he's some a player that we have talked about, and I'm not quite sure what's TSB at this moment. I mean, it's not working as brilliantly as it should. But I, I think De Bruyne is going to be on a huge amount of radars. I know he didn't play in the um, in the World Club Championship and stuff like that, but I think he's pretty much there or thereabouts. So no, it, he's it, back in training and it, he's you know he's four percent four percent owned. He will go up massively, and I think we, we need to be there. But that that was part of the reason we've got Foden in there almost as a as a placeholder. Yeah, um, and and and, and, we're, and we can we can we can do uh, do the old switch through there. So yes, I'm, I'm I will not be fighting you on on Foden. For so sure. no, so you've got some hugely exciting assets coming to the table all at the same time. You've got De Bruyne, you've got Tony. You know, all, all players that I believe that, you know, with people now looking at their second round of wild cards, will be looking to bring back in. My Tony question mark would be whether or not he stays at Brentford. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a sports journalist. I, I do believe he probably owes Brentford the, the, the next part of the season, but Arsenal were looking for a striker and things like that. But, but who knows? What sort of journalist are you? I, I, I am a, a financial... Oh, right. <laughs> that's, that's good to know. It's uh, good to know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it would be interesting to find out just what happens to Tony's ownership and who, how many players take a punt on him right now yeah. and, and, and bring him in. I think, as you said, that feels like a bottom of transfer for the time being. I don't think we can throw out Hoyland without him play, letting him play once, but uh, Tony's right there on our watch list. Tony and De Bruyne and Jota, I would say, would be my... I don't know why I'm pronouncing him like Jota, but yeah, Diogo Jota. Um, those are 
be my top three at the watch list for the time being. No, no, definitely, definitely. So it was a it was a real opportunity just to break down performance of the last three sort of game weeks. Just look at where we're sort of set up going into uh, into the sort of the mini break as we were the mini winter break with the sort of just the two fixtures in sort of January. But you know, obviously, a lot's happened. And, and obviously, a chance to sort of just real shout out, and you know, it'd be great to get some sort of guests on at some sort of some stage again to help us sort of navigate the madness of of of, of January, February, March as we really start kicking into the, the the business end of the season, and hopefully, you know, a real push maybe to try and you know get into that top million and start getting into the. Uh, into the real upper echelons, but you know. Well, you know, this is, this is a new year. It's a good time to dream. It is a good time to dream. So listen, you know, it's, so thank you for listening today. Um, obviously, more to follow, and um, good luck in the uh, in good luck in game week twenty one. Yeah, and happy new year again. <laughs>